grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our sermon text is recorded in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed, what does it mean to be ready to depart? Before a flight or other travel or a vacation, we need to prepare for our departure, packing our necessary items and making the proper travel arrangements. In our text today, the Apostle Paul writes to one of his former students, young pastor Timothy, that he is ready to depart. At the end of his life, looking back at 30 years of ministry, he says, I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. The words of our text are a reminder that we too need to be ready for our departure from this life. And there is one essential item in this preparation, faith in Jesus. Don't leave this world without him. Today, as we consider what it means to be ready to depart, we will focus on these three phrases Paul uses to describe his readiness. I have fought the good fight, I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. When Paul says, I have fought the good fight, he's comparing his life as a Christian to a boxing or wrestling match, a struggle or fight. Elsewhere, he calls it the good fight of the faith. The fight of faith involves wrestling against temptation and doing battle versus the devil the world, in our own flesh. This battle is continual, hard, and fierce. A Christian is always a work in progress. During this life, the fight is never over. It is a mistake to imagine that while on this earth we will ever reach a point that we will no longer struggle and experience lasting peace. Our battle, one battle, is always followed by another. Every victory strengthens us to, for the next battle. Only at the end of our life are we able to look back and say, I have fought the good fight. What a comfort it is to know that we're not alone in this fight against the old evil foe, Satan, and his minions. As Peter writes, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. As we gather with other believers for worship to hear God's word and receive his sacraments, we are strengthened 
for battle. In his word, we hear the good news of victory, that Christ has won the battle for us. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Secondly, Paul is ready to depart, he says, because I have finished my course. By nature, our lives as, as human beings are far from being on course. We are like sheep, aiming, uh, wandering aimlessly, headlong into destruction. Each of us has turned to his own way. It is only through the saving work of Christ, who laid down his life for his sheep, that now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. When Paul writes that he finished his course, he's picturing the Christian life as a racetrack with a starting line and a finishing line. The starting line of our lives as Christians is holy baptism, in which we are brought to faith in Christ and given a new spiritual life. And as Christians, we run our race in whatever station of life in which God has placed us, whether that be as a father or mother, a son or daughter, employer or employee. As one called by Christ, Paul told the Corinthians that in life's race, he had not run like a man running aimlessly. As he lo looks back, his whole life is laid out before him like a race course, and he had finished the race. Paul describes the finish line toward which we are striving in this way. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. No matter how we may stumble along the course, no matter how often we may have been on the brink of losing courage, the Lord enables us by his grace to endure to the end. Thirdly, Paul is ready to depart since I have kept the faith. Through the grace of God, he had kept his faith in his Redeemer secure against all attacks and all persecutions. How encouraging Paul's words, I have kept the faith are to us. Like Paul, let us keep the faith, faith that trusts in the Savior and his word. Let us keep the faith in our daily lives, making use of God's word and coming to him in prayer, especially in times of trial and loss. Let us keep the faith in love, showing mercy to others as God has been merciful to us. Let us keep the faith in our struggles, fighting in the strength the Lord gives us. Let us keep it to the end. The Lord himself will make us faithful by his Holy Spirit. From the arena where the contests are fought, and the race is run. Paul then takes Timothy and us to the judge's stand, where the prize is awarded. With longing anticipation, Paul is looking forward to his glorious reward. He writes, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day. The crown of righteousness 
is not something we earn or deserve. Rather, Paul is speaking of Christ's righteousness, which is ours by faith. Already in this life, by faith, we possess the perfect righteousness of Christ, who fully kept God's law. And we are clothed in Christ's righteousness in holy baptism. Paul wrote of this righteousness to the Romans. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. On the last day, the Lord, the righteous judge, will give all believers a crown of righteousness. Paul writes that this crown of righteousness will be given not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. There we will be completely free from all sin, guilt, and condemnation. We who are now clothed in the white robe of Jesus' righteousness will be privileged to wear a glorious crown of righteousness. In the day of Christ's appearing, his second coming, this present world with all its sin will be destroyed. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. There we will serve our God in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, even as he has risen from death and lives and reigns to all eternity. So how can we, like Paul, be ready to depart? How can we too be prepared to face death? How can we be prepared to stand before Christ's throne when he comes again? Only through faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior from sin can we be ready to depart. Christ comes to us now in his word and sacrament. He comes to us now as his word is preached and his body and blood are distributed for the forgiveness of sins. He comes to us in our daily devotions as he speaks to us in his word. Through these means of grace, faith is strengthened. Through faith in Jesus as Savior, we love his appearing. When he will come again as judge of the living and the dead. And with St. John, we look forward to the glorious change that will then take place. Dear friends, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. What a day that will be when the Lord appears. We should greet it in loving and joyful anticipation. Amen. Come Lord Jesus. Amen.